Hello and welcome. My name's Karen O'Connor and this is Things That Make You Go Hmm. This is your podcast to help you make the most of the wisdom and experience that comes with getting that little bit older. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today it's just me talking again and I'm going to meander my way through a topic. What I wanted to talk about today is Something that's come up for me lately is, and I've wanted to, and I've spoken to a few people about it, is adaptability. And specifically, adaptability in times of stress. Think about what happened during COVID and different people's reactions to the lockdowns and the actual disease itself and the possible implications of it. And I've found it really curious, really interesting that different people responded in such different ways. And people that I thought I knew really well had a reaction to it that I would never have guessed in a million years. And why did they respond to it like that? And one of the things, or I suppose the first thing that came out of it was when we're under a lot of stress, we go into the fight or flight response and it doesn't need to be. I always thought that we went into fight or flight when something massive happened to us immediately. So I don't know, somebody attacks you, what do you do? Do you fight or flight or do you freeze? That's the third one. And I thought it was that, but then I got to thinking, what if we have that response in a situation like COVID. And so people's different responses to it are based on that response to a threat because it is a threat. So some people, me, I'm talking about me here, they respond to a threat, a perceived threat. They get into action of some kind. It might be fight. I generally fight, believe it or not. Occasionally I'll flight, but most of the time I'll fight. My response is to do something, to get into action in there. If I think about, for example, my husband, John, his response to a stressful situation, he freezes. And it's been really interesting over this past year in particular as a an ongoing situation to COVID, not an ongoing situation, as in we came out of COVID and then something else happened and it was more and more stressful and so what I found interesting is that the more stressed John and I have got the more we've gone into our fight or flight mode so I want to attack everybody John just freezes to the point where he can't think properly when he's so stressed and I find it really interesting because we do think of fight or flight responses being something as a response but what if it can also happen over the long term because I kept thinking why isn't John doing something why isn't he doing this and then it clicked oh my gosh I wonder if it's actually that stress response the fight or flight thing and then I thought I then started applying it to everybody else in COVID and whatever other situation is going on in the world right now the Ukraine or whatever How does the long-term stress response make people act? And how linked is that to a person's adaptability? Does adaptability come as a result of that fight or flight 
thing, response, and it's not as a result of, it's, is there a correlation between your ability to adapt and your fight or flight response? And I don't know, is a short answer to that. But that's where I've been going with my guests recently. I've had quite a few psychologists on to try and talk about that kind of topic because I just find that curious. But the other thing that really interests me is, do you know what your reaction is? Because that is what all of this is about for me. I want to have the tools to observe myself and other people in particular situations. I want to understand behavior and I want to be able to predict mine and other people's behaviors and understand them. That's so important to me because, and this is the reason that I started doing all the personal development 20 odd years ago, I want to be able to put myself in people's shoes and understand why they're doing something. Now, that's not agreeing with what they're doing. It is just simply a case of being able to understand it. Because, for example, the other week I put up a video on TikTok. And if you've not followed me on TikTok, get over to TikTok and follow me because we post some really interesting videos over there. Anyway, we went on TikTok. I I did this video on TikTok and I was talking about how everybody is unique. And then in the next sentence, I spoke about ordinary and somebody pulled me up for that what seems to be a contradiction. And I had a good long think about it. And at first I went, oh yeah, you're right. And then I went, no, actually you're not. Unique does not mean that you're not ordinary. When I was talking about ordinary, when I was saying ordinary people like us was what I said. I can't remember the whole paragraph that I used. I was saying everybody is unique. And then I spoke about, but ordinary, it's quite often it is easier to be able to relate to an ordinary person like us than it is to somebody who's famous or thing or something like that. And that's the point. When I say ordinary, I mean that you're somewhere in that bell curve, in that middle of that bell curve. You're not at the 5% at this end and the 5% at that end. You're in the middle. You're ordinary. It means you're not the best in the world at cooking lentils or you're not the richest person in the world, or you're not the person who falls over when they're walking across a flat surface. It's any number of things. It just means that, and that doesn't preclude being unique. Each one of us is unique because nobody else on the planet ever in the history of the world will have your, mine, experiences and personality, history, education, anything. They won't, nobody else will have your unique perspective on the universe, but it doesn't mean that you're not ordinary. I'm as ordinary as the next person. I'm not the best in the world at anything. And that's okay. I'm just ordinary in that regard. And one of the reasons that I've been doing personal development is to try to understand why each person thinks the way they do. I cannot ever fully put myself in somebody's shoes. And even when I put myself in somebody's shoes, it doesn't mean I agree with them. I just want to understand. And so I'm always really curious. And I think it's something that is quite often missing in people. And oh, that's where adaptability comes in with it as well. Because one of the things I notice that is that people who are more adaptable are generally... Fast generalization here, 
are generally the ones who can put themselves in other people's shoes more easily, who can understand things more easily and who are more curious about things. The ones who struggle with being adaptable to any situation are the ones who are more closed minded, who want things to go a certain way. That's what they expect. And that's the way it's going to go. Those are the ones who have the most difficulty. In my opinion, I could be completely wrong here, but I'm just saying that's that seems to be my observation. And it's a fear thing. It's getting that balance between having some certainty and feeling safe and being able to embrace the future and go with the flow, however you want to put it, and create something new and be comfortable with change. It's that difference. So one of the things that I want to do, wanted to do with all this personal development was understand myself. So when I go into a situation or say I'm laying in bed at night and I go, oh my God, I didn't handle that well, whatever happened that day. I want to be able to recognize that's what I did, recognize that particular response to it and choose to do something different if I want to. That's the whole thing about understanding for myself, on myself. I want to understand myself. So I've got a choice so that next time I go into that situation that I didn't particularly like myself very much in the last time that happened, or I didn't like who I was being, or I didn't like the way I responded, I wasn't powerful, or I wasn't kind or whatever. I want to be able to recognize that's what I do automatically and do something different. That's the most important thing to me is thinking about it. And I used to say to the kids, I remember somebody was mortified when I told them, but the kids would ask me something and I'd say, think about it, switch your brain on and have a think about what's actually happening and what you can do and what the other person's doing. Think about it, think your way through it, because I don't want them to just take things at face value. Think about it. They're all good chess players. Interestingly enough, I am rotten at chess. Cannot stand it. Don't know why. But anyway, there's a nice little aside. I don't want to be patronizing here. And I sometimes struggle when I'm doing solo videos because I don't want to start lecturing anyone. But I don't want to come across as that I'm the big know-it-all because I am painfully aware that I've got so much to learn and I don't know, <laughs> I don't really know very much at all, to be perfectly honest. But I am really passionate about, I suppose, curiosity and being interested and having a choice is actually really important to me. So one of the things, one of the reasons why I want to understand people and I want to understand myself in particular and predict what I can do is so that I have a choice. If I don't understand myself, there's no choice. I'm just going to act the way I do. I'm just going to respond the way I've always responded. And I don't want to do that. But I think that desire for choice also leads to me being very adaptable. I will adapt to a situation. I might get grumpy about it and I might be quite bad tempered about the whole thing and occasionally sulky and act like a petulant teenager, but I will adapt. And I like that. I like being able to adapt. I would rather be able to adapt than sit 
feeling sorry for myself and getting angry with the world because it doesn't look the way I wanted it to. The world is probably never going to look the way I think it should because people can be really stupid and mean and everything else and that includes me. But I've got to make the most of it. I have to just, for want of a better expression, just get on with it. It is what it is. Just get on with it. And the other thing that I've always found so, so comforting is that going back to that sense of uniqueness, the universe has only made one of you or me. It's only only ever made one of me. There will never be anybody with the same experiences, history, life, personality, thoughts, anything as me. And the same goes for you and the other seven and a half billion people, however many people are on the planet now and however many people have existed. And I think that's important that we shouldn't downplay ourselves and we shouldn't think that because we're ordinary Because there's nothing special about us, I'm doing inverted commas here in case you're listening on the podcast, because there's nothing special about us, because we're not different and the best at or the biggest or whatever, doesn't mean that we're not unique. And the universe has only made one of each of us so it can experience itself through us. That's why it's made us. So when you're feeling down or when you're feeling like you're not good enough or whatever, remember that. That's what I did. That's what really pulled me out of a bad place a few years ago was the universe made one of me to experience things from this perspective, including what I'm going through right now. But I don't know what it's got planned for the future. Okay, let's just take one step at a time and keep going and see what else the universe wants me to experience. And I suppose you could say that could be land as a little bit patronising, and I don't mean it to. That was literally just what I thought. And it's that's the thing. I want to know what the universe is experiencing through everybody else. Why is it experiencing that through that person? Why is that person doing what they're doing? It's curiosity. So in conclusion, what am I trying to say? Are you interested in yourself? Are you interested in other people? How curious are you? How adaptable are you? Do you know yourself at all? Because I've got some people very close to me who are adamant about saying things like, that's just the way I am. Really? There is a choice. You could do something different if you chose to. Don't pretend there's not a choice. And I suppose that's a real irritant for me. People going, oh, that's just the way I am. No, it's not. So with regards to curiosity, how curious are you about people? And I'm interested in getting your feedback on this. Is this something that you're interested in, being curious about people? And I suppose I want feedback in general on the episodes that I put out just recently where I'm talking about this kind of thing, about adaptability, about grief, more of the psychology of humanity, about love and how we deal with situations. What are your thoughts on all those podcasts? Has it made a difference for you? Do you want more of that kind of thing or do you want something else? Can you let me know? Because I'd love to know which direction to go in. I'm self-indulgent in who I 
choose to come on the podcast, basically. I think of a topic that interests me and I put out a call for people to come and talk to me about it. That is literally how I find my topics. Sometimes I get people approaching me, which is great. But can you let me know what you think of the recent topics, whether you're curious, whether you want to know more or whatever it is, what topics would you like to see? I would love to hear your feedback because it makes a big difference. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it and I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted and rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends, please. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving with some great ideas that can make a difference in your everyday life. Until next time.